The real question is, why don't you put yourself first? What is up? Happy Monday. Welcome back to Side Piece Season. This is the number one get your shit together, have dope relationships, and thrive podcast on the planet. Undoubtedly, you know that it is May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so, with that in mind, I've got a topic that you'll have to bear with me because it's going to start off a little bit weird. It's all going to come back to mental health awareness. So, that said, let's get into it. All right. So, like I said, it's going to seem a little bit weird. Uh, I'm going to start off talking about that the inspiration for this show is always uh, myself or my friends and family, um, things that I've experienced firsthand and uh, seen secondhand. But today, I'm actually going to talk about a book that was written in 1964 um, by Shel Silverstein. It's called The Giving Tree. I don't know if you've read it. Always left an impact on me. The synopsis of the book is there's this little boy that through the course of the book, he gets older and older and older. And there's this tree. And whatever he needs, he gets from the tree. And the tree gives its all to the little boy until finally it's really got nothing left to give. Um... And the little boy just enjoys all the things that the tree gave. Never really, you know, any way to reciprocate. So, there's two things I take away from this this story. Um, One is give selflessly without any ulterior motive. Give without expecting a return. You know, there there can't be this one-upmanship like I gave you this, so now you have to give me something of equal or greater value. So, that's one of the lessons for sure. The other lesson, takers will take all that you give, period. Those are the two things I walked away with. And I think that the prevailing thought and the idea that gets put forward is that you should be like the tree. Just give your all. Give, give, give till it hurts. Uh, The problem with that is that there are takers, right? There are people out there that don't really reciprocate, they don't really care, and they will take. So this episode ties into Mental uh, Health Awareness Month in that we're going to analyze this tolerance that we have for the takers. Why, when somebody violates your trust or violates the relationship over and over and over again, why do you stay? Why are your boundaries not actually boundaries? Of of course, or at least a a significant part of it is the habit, right? You've been there, done that. You've continued to do this over and over again. You've danced this dance with them. They don't reciprocate and you just accept it. You might even make excuses for them. You've become habituated to the pattern, right? You're going to give, they're going to take, it's cool. But there's more to it than that. That's the that's a very surface, and it's part of it, but that's a very surface thing. Somewhere inside, you've internalized the tree mentality. You're just going to give and give and give with the hope that they will, at some point, realize that, you've, that you, you're a valid being and that you're giving them your all, and then they will, at some point, reciprocate. Ideally, that's how it would be in the relationship 
both parties or all parties would give and try to prop up and nurture and support and push each other on to the victory and to to be the best they could. I mean, the only purpose to be in a relationship uh, once you get past reproduction is to feel joy and belonging and happiness and support. Otherwise, uh, you take away marriage and kids. That's the only reason to be in a relationship. Certainly, sex is not the only like sex is a reason, but it's it's not a very. Let me not say this because some people will get mad with it, but sex is not the only reason that you would enter a long term relationship. I feel like that's that's a fair statement. So why? What's going on internally? What's going on deep inside you that makes you devalue yourself and place more value on this person that is clearly only taking from you? Why do you have a tolerance for takers? Why do you devalue yourself? The answers are are definitely within. You're definitely going to need to get some help figuring this out. Um, whether it be professional or otherwise, you got to take a look. Don't be afraid to see what's in the darkness. Don't be afraid to go to those places. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror. You're going to have to go into those dark corners, pull out whatever's there. It's going to be some gold. It's going to be some ugly stuff, but all of it works for the good. Relationships are fun. That's the first start. They're fun and they can do a lot of things. In the beginning, when it's beautiful, there's that dopamine hit, right? You're, everything is great. You feel better with this person than you've ever felt without them. Um, and this feeling, as amazing as it is, and it is, to be sure, exquisitely good, it's a distraction or a distortion. Uh, it's a distraction in that it stops you from thinking about what was wrong within yourself when you're alone in the dark you don't think about any any of those things anymore because now you've got this good feeling this dopamine and oxytocin surging through your body so you're distracted Uh, the other thing is there's a distortion because you might think that because you're distracted this person has the keys to fix whatever is air quotes broken inside of you all of your unresolved issues seem to go away when they're at your side. They haven't gone away. You're just not paying attention to them because you've got something else to think about. So, again, the emotional purpose of a relationship is just to feel joy and belonging and happiness. And now you're feeling all of those things. But you're dealing with a taker. This person that you've been with over time begins to show their true nature, who they are, how they are, and the fact that they are not going to reciprocate the level of effort that you have placed into this relationship, nor are they going to, or nor do they care about you and what's best for you and propping you up and being that source of joy, maintaining that. Not uncommon for people to take their foot off the gas in relationships, to think that you can just coast, that everything will work itself out, that you don't have to do the work. You always have to do the work. You must show up. If you don't show up, <laughs> uh, I was just thinking that song, if you don't show up, shit don't get done. Um, but you must show up. 
And when that person stops showing up, you are going to have a complex and complicated play on your emotions. You're going to have some shit that you need to work out for yourself. Not necessarily by yourself, but certainly for yourself. That feeling that a lover gives you, nobody, nothing can give you that. It's it's fantastic. Ideally, you'd be able to do this for yourself, but you can't. So no matter how good you feel about yourself, the right person, and there's tons of them out there, can make you feel even better. And who doesn't want to feel good? It's a drug. It's addictive. You're always chasing that high forever. Uh, it's never, never going to be something that you're not going to want. We all are addicted to it. We all want it. And part of the addiction, again, is the distraction from doing the work required on yourself. One of the keys to a great relationship is showing up for the person. The other person showing up for you, you showing up for them, both of you knowing that you can rely on and trust each other and that both of you have each other's best interests at heart, that is the best state for a relationship to be in. But a lot of us find ourselves in relationships where that is not the case. The other person does not have our best interests at heart. They are not doing what we want for them. And a big problem with that comes from boundaries. For relationships to keep being uh, nurturing, fulfilling, provide joy, comfort, all the good things that we look for in relationships, both parties have to show up. If only one party shows up, because we're not the giving tree, your ability to feel joy in that relationship decrease. Both people show up, everything's going to work itself out, everything's going to be great, Um, everybody will get that boost and ride that wave. Not to say that you will not have bad days, not to say that fights will never happen. The gold standard is not to never fight, it's to never hold on to grudges. This is going to sound controversial. But in the relationship and in all facets of life, you still need to put yourself first. Why do you put yourself first? Well, if you put yourself first, you're going to do everything that you need to do to maintain a certain state of of joy and happiness. So you're going to establish those boundaries and enforce those boundaries, which will keep everybody on the same sheet of music and everything the way. Now, am I saying that you should never um, compromise? No. Am I saying that you're not going to have to give and take? No. But I'm saying that once you've established a boundary, a clear boundary, you've put yourself first, your happiness is tied to that other person or persons. Everything will work out. It's just like doing the work. Digging into those shadows and fixing those issues that you have not wanted to fix. Staring yourself in the mirror, figuring out where you need to go to get help, and working on the issues that have always plagued you helps you to be the best you. And if they're doing the same thing, the relationship will only thrive and benefit from that. You have to do the work on yourself and you have to keep yourself in the number one spot. If you care about the individual, you'd want them around. And so by putting yourself first, you're going to do what you need to do to make sure that you keep them there. 
You'll make whatever compromises need to be made. This thing of giving completely, selflessly to someone that is not reciprocating, that is only draining you. There's no joy in that. There's no growth in that. You're doing all the work. They reap all the rewards. And you never get back to that initial fantastic feeling that you had in the in the beginning where it was just amazing joy. You felt fantastic. Now, in your life, the person that's with you, they can be your anchor. The problem is, what kind of anchor? Are they keeping you moored so that you don't get pulled away with the currents and you stay where you want to be? Or are they an anchor tied to your ankles, dragging you underneath to your doom and demise. There's always a fear of moving on. There's always a fear of leaving someone behind, as if the person that you found could be the only person that you've ever been with. If you think back to your dating history, most of us have dated a couple people, at least, before we got married, which indicates that no matter how good they looked, no matter how funny they might have been at their very onset, over time, you realize that it just wasn't a good fit. We've had that experience. We've seen that experience. But somehow we get into this mindset that the person that we want to be with, if we can't have them, we'll, we'll get nobody. We'll have nobody. Um, and so this reinforces the whole giving, giving, giving side of the spectrum. And we continue to give in the hopes that they will stay that they will want to be there. They, they stay more out of convenience. It's not that, that we are giving and they love that we're such givers. Um, it's because they haven't found anyone else that they want to move on to that will give them the same. So this whole mentality of just being long-suffering and giving and giving and giving and giving without reciprocation um, flies in the face of what you need in a good relationship, in that dynamic, when you're the giver and they're the taker, at some point, you no longer are happy. You might have initially had lots of joy associated with fulfilling what they wanted by giving them what they wanted. At some point, though, after you've given and given and given, you've ceased to enjoy it, but you're doing it because it's a pattern. You're doing it because you're sort of codependent. You don't want to lose them because... That's scary. Um, It's uncomfortable and frightening to think about being alone, uh, discarded, and then maybe you'd actually have to stop avoiding those dark places and take a look at all of the issues that you have kind of kept hidden away from the light. Um, And again, whatever you're hiding in those shadows, you, you need to know. There's, there's dark things in there. There's ugly things in there. Uh, there's some of your personal weaknesses and all that. But there's also a lot of treasure in there. There's strength in there. There's power in there that will take you to heights you've never been to before. All by yourself. Everything in the shadows is going to work for you once you bring it into the light. But ignoring it, ignoring that rot, ignoring what's wrong, what's hidden in there, that does not aid your growth in any way, shape, or form. It will never make you stronger. You've got to unpack that stuff, get in there, figure it out with help, whoever the help is, and figure it out so that you can build. 
So I'm asking the main question. Why don't you put you first? Why don't you move on? Why don't you do what's best for you? Is it because it's hard? Is it because it's frightening? Is it because you don't know how? I can hit you up with all little cliches, right? There's no courage without fear. Nothing worth having ever came easy. They're true, but that's not what's important. What's important is that you're never going to get to the height of you as an individual without doing the work of unpacking all of the things that are holding you back. They must be addressed and corrected to the best of your ability. Now, whether you have to get counseling, uh, talk to a priest, talk to friends, whatever, however that happens, however that works out for you, you're going to have to do that so that you can move forward and be the best you that you can be. One of the things that uh, Bryn said back in episode 50 was, you know, if you're the best you that you can be, all of your relationships benefit from that. And that is 100% true. And in this case, you know if you're with somebody that is draining your energy and is destroying your joy and is not making you feel valued. No matter how scary it might be to go out and do something new, you know the way forward for your own personal growth is without them and not with them. You are better without them. Not just getting rid of them, but getting rid of them and then doing the work to figure out the things that made you hold on as long as you did and give as much as you gave without any reciprocation. Because there's reasons for that beyond the habits. There's things going on inside of you, things that you want. You want somebody else to make you feel a certain validation. You want somebody else to fill the gaps. Well, now we know that there's gaps. Now we know without a doubt there's work that needs to be done. So we got to get in there and start doing the work. Now, the giving tree thing, it plays out in real life so many times. There's so many people that give and give and give selflessly to the point where they are miserable. They're not getting any benefit from this, but they feel as though they've just got to keep on doing it. If they want it bad enough, it will happen. And that's just not the case. When people show you who they are, believe them. So if you give and somebody never reciprocates, that's who they are. You don't, don't worry about what they say because they know what buttons to push and know exactly what to say to play you and get you into feeling like you should just keep on giving because that serves them because they're takers. You are going to have to you have to do the hard work that it takes. You're going to have to be brave and you're going to have to stand up for yourself. And that's not easy. And the harder it is, the more work you need to do on yourself. So that needs to start sooner rather than later. And it all ties in because when we think mental health, we think drastic things. We think bipolar disease. We think split personalities. We think suicide. All of those things are real. But there's a lot going on before any of those things. There's a lot more in your daily life dis-ease, right? Things that are making you uh, uncomfortable that do make your day harder. 
if there's something that's in your life that is more of a force for destruction and negative emotions, you need to eliminate that. Limit it or eliminate it. Whatever you can do, that's what needs to be done. Sometimes it's a person. Sometimes it's a person that you care a lot about and you love them because back in the beginning, they were everything that you needed. They were that distraction and that that love, that dopamine hit that you can't get enough of. You were addicted, but you haven't felt like that in a long time. And they clearly don't want to reciprocate. They're not interested. They just are there to take because you've just been a giver. How are you being anchored? Are they holding you in place so your boat doesn't get taken away? Or are they an anchor around your neck dragging you down to your doom? You don't get any extra points for allowing somebody to misuse you or abuse you. They're, they're clearly displaying this pattern of using you, abusing you, and taking from you. And not adding anything back. Looking for them to suddenly realize the, the error of their ways after this has been habituated in them as well. It's probably never going to happen. And you keep maintaining that habit and putting them ahead of yourself when clearly they only care about you as a convenience. If you feel better without them than with them and also afraid to leave, that's a very conflicted place to be and it speaks to a lot of dis-ease. You need to do some work on yourself You need to eliminate them and the toxic effect that they have on you from your life. And you need to stop being the giving tree. All right. That's all I got for today. Have a great Monday. Have a fantastic week. Have a fantastic week. And I'll see you back here in a week. If you want to drop me a line, I am on Instagram at sidepiece underscore season. And uh, just shoot me a message. I'm always looking for guests for the show. Uh, rate, review, and like. Tell a friend about the podcast if you like it. Tell an enemy if you hate it. Have a great day. I am out. Be good to yourself and be good to others. Bye. Bye.